Hey, this is Daniel, and you're listening to Rushing Forward. You're listening to Rushing Forward, and um, episode four, if I'm not mistaken, we're um, graced with the presence of a certain Lydia. She's got quite the bio, which I'm really scared <laughs> I'll butcher. So, Please um, don't read it. Yeah, okay, no, I won't read it. So I'll say what I know by heart. She's a writer and an activist and a community manager at um, one of my favorite startups, Zazu Africa. And um, she tells us she has no TV. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's that about, Lydia? Hi, Lydia. Hi. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's real now. Okay. So um, I have no TV. It wasn't even a thing. I guess I watch TV on my phone and my computer, so I've never felt the need to get, like, hmm. a proper TV. I've always wanted a record player, though. I think those would be, like, Oh, my gosh. Really damn. Cool. Yes. The Crossleys and the... Uh-huh. I want a record player and then, like buy vinyl and just what would be your first vinyl purchase Mm, i would probably get uh the ronettes so they were a girl group from the 60s and like it's one of like they did this song called be my baby and it's like one of my favorite songs no (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) so if anybody's interested in that just google it like it's it's a really catchy song and yeah it's very 60s pop yeah, I'm going to listen to them. Uh-huh. I've been doing quite a bit of... I don't know if it's 60s. I think it's more 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. like retro music. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay, my first vinyl would... Uh, I, I mean, like, anyone who knows me knows my first vinyl is probably Lord. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm... I'm Lord, if you're listening... <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you're listening. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Anyway, um, my first... It would be, I think, Pure Heroin by Lord. That okay. was such... It was it. It's an album that I listen to. It's it's. I think it's like six, eight years old, mm-hmm. and I listen to it every day, and it changes my life. And it's still as fresh and like music rarely transcends time. Mm-hmm. But like yo, that's done it for me. Yeah, you know, pure heroin is still relevant today. Um, I still listen to some of the songs. Weirdly enough, Royals is not my favorite. One of my favorite songs on Thank the album. You. I, I really I enjoy Whitey Teens. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, and Bravado should be my favorite song on the album. Bravado is when I'm feeling low and I uh-huh. feel like I can't achieve oh, anything. Exposed. Exactly. And then yes. And it's like, <laughs> I'll find my own Bravado. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Which other one? Um, there's the... 404 Lux. It starts with that humming mm-hmm. sound and... Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Is it the one? Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's, that's the bridge, I think. Yeah. That's the melody in the bridge. Uh-huh. I, like, now that I'm on the spot, I can't sing it. <laughs> it's funny because, like, someone tweeted, <laughs> uh-huh. someone tweeted, if someone had a gun to your head, uh-huh. what song would you sing? The alphabet song. I said the same song I just felt. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be dead. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. content warning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, hi Lydia. What what what? Tell us about yourself. Ooh, okay. She's a very interesting who person, I, by oh, the way. Wow. Pressure. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Who am I? Who am I? Um. I, or you can start with what you do. But okay, I think that's about. easy. I think, I think that's about easier, is, right? Is so I I am a writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what like I'm a writer first before anything else. Yeah, yeah. I, I I really like telling stories. I am interested in people things. Same. Yeah. So anything that has to do with like 
people and their relationships either with um, themselves or with other people yeah. or with their environment. I, I, I really love that. I always wanted to be a children's writer when I was young. What happened? I went to university and mm. then I had to get a degree that required like that would surely get me employed yeah you know yeah, <laughs> yeah but you can still write but th- the thing is i appreciate that now because i can still write mm-hmm. and still have like a regular old nine to five yeah. and full disclosure i haven't written anything creative since like september I've but define creative i know being a community manager mm-hmm. there's a good amount of writing yes and yes. i think creativity is anything that brings out a different twist to what's standard yeah um, that is a valid point but then in i by creative i mean i haven't put out any poetry or fiction okay so what i write um these days is anything that's related to tech or finance Mm. or um where the market is headed so that's what i'm in like i I do try and put a creative spin on it because everybody sort of has their own voice when they write but um i haven't written anything i haven't written any you know like fictional stories since september Mm. and i'm not scared i thought i'd be i I thought i'd be scared why i I always thought maybe one day I'll wake up and I'll never be able to write again. Like, well, I've definitely had that fear before. Because, <laughs> you know, you're told, oh, it's a talent. If you don't use it, you yeah. know, it will be taken away by whatever higher power. And that was always my fear. Yeah. Like, okay, one day I will wake up and I would, like, I would not even be able to write past the. Writer's but, block is real. Yeah. But I don't know if it's writer's block. It's just... I just feel like whatever it is I'm going to write is not ready yet. Yeah? Yeah. So I'm waiting for it. What's your form? I know there's times I want to write old mm-hmm. school pen notebook. Mm-hmm. Then there's times that, you know, I just need to type it out. Mm-hmm. What 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 do you do? I have like a thousand. Okay, thousand is like an exaggeration. Mm. But like I have so many journals because yeah. I always want to like write out um in pencil. Okay. I, I, pencil. I yeah. I enjoy using pencils. There's just something about Smooth, the way huh? it yeah, it glides mm. across the paper. So um yeah. I like to write in pencil on paper before I can take it to like Digital a computer form. and type it out. I would like a typewriter one day. Wow. I know it sounds very hipster, but it I would is like very a hipster. Type- I mean it's very millennial of you. <laughs> I would like a typewriter one day and just yeah. be like, Oh I'm, I'm so pretentious. I'm a real writer. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, same. <laughs> I feel like I aspire to that sort of aesthetic. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if it's aspire or I'm just, you know, like, what's the word? Like, I'm just pulled towards it. Yeah. Or, or do I you don't think know. Tumblr just brainwashed us into thinking it's cool? To be honest, I I wasn't really big. I wasn't a big Tumblr user, mm-hmm. but I'm for the Tumblr aesthetic. You yeah. know, the whole <laughs> the whole visco visco people uh-huh. and visco girl yeah. visco boy and, e and yeah e people and i think it's it's an, it's an interesting thing funny mm-hmm. because i i feel like like those subcultures can i call them subcultures mm-hmm. are really aligned to gen z's mm. and i'm i feel like i'm a millennial but mm-hmm. life is telling me i'm not <laughs> <laughs> you can be whoever you want to be i'm a millennial but like 
a part of me mm. could be a could be a boomer like this there's, there's times when i'm just like oh the boomer in me jumped out <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's that about um so there is this so our parents most of our parents mm. um most millennials parents yeah. generation is is boomer there is a few who maybe have like gen x parents but most are boomers and our parents if i'm speaking in the the local zambian context you know mm. our parents were very okay this is your life this is the timeline of your life you are going to school yeah you are going to get an education you're going to pick from this list of 10 respectable careers You're going to get a Ken, good job. I feel like it's just what doctor engineer banker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like it's yeah. just <laughs> like you know you can be these you can be you, you can be any of this please mm. just select these. From here you're going to like get a good job. You're going to first of all you're going to graduate. Oh yeah. You're going to get that. a good job and then after that you're going to find somebody and you're going to have to put up with them for the rest of your life and maybe have a few kids. So whilst i don't um like i'm naturally not inclined to agree 100% with that school of thought there are times when i'm like okay it makes sense it makes sense mm. to a degree because if you look at where they came from and what they went through and what they had to do to can't use word survive because it's so dramatic but yeah what they had to do to live yeah this is the this is the formula that they followed and it worked for them mm. so it's safe it's it's safer and sometimes it's it's better to just you know take I a think, safe approach yeah it, it comes from a place of love sometimes yeah. you know when the boomer jumps out <laughs> <laughs> but like um i think it's changing for us because yeah. we it's very different i think in our context because we live in a world that's very driven mm. by boomers yeah. <laughs> and they're the ones making the decisions they're the ones with the spending power the buying mm-hmm. power mm-hmm. and i say this because this is a big tangent but one thing like a big pet peeve of mine is is isn't is like the nightlife in lusaka specifically mm-hmm. is very well tuned for boomers yeah and it's annoying they as as a pr- exactly as a prospective <laughs> or not prospective i shouldn't build it to myself as yeah. a dj uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 super annoying because whenever you approach people and they'll mm-hmm. be like yeah no no playing any of that rap you know mm-hmm. that yeah mm-hmm. rap and then beep beep <laughs> yeah and then i'm like ah okay never mind and like there's no nice places where you can just chill and be yourself and like you know do stuff yeah yeah um ex- i think expression was something that they couldn't afford yeah and i do feel a bit sad about that mm. because i feel we are a generation that actually embraces individuality yeah and our culture is one where the collective trumps the individual so you That's must true. behave in a way that benefits the community because at the end of the day it's the community that grows and not the individual that was the school of thought then mm. so i think even when they were coming up even in this in the the content that we that we are privy to from that era yeah. you can you can see that those you know everybody sort of followed a certain pattern those sort of i don't want to call it hive mind but it's what it's kind of what it was exactly you know it's, it's for so, the good of the community mm-hmm. So now this is when like we can express ourselves yeah. like I can listen to whatever kind of music I want to but I don't think they understand that 
No, they don't. And I don't think we should expend our energy trying to convince them to understand that. I feel like we should expend our energy towards the generation that's coming yeah. and tell them it's okay to be yourself. Like, yes, guys, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on this podcast, but they're going to die soon. Why do you say that? <laughs> no, but it's true. They're older. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and it's mean, and I'm sorry, but it's the truth. But it's life, yeah. Yeah, it's life. It's just the fact. So instead, like, invest your energy towards molding the young minds. Yeah, molding us, yeah. true. Yeah. I feel like not many people are doing that mm-hmm. here like and i i i think i speak for the continent as a whole mm-hmm. i don't know about other continents but it's um you're a child mm-hmm. even though we're am i an adult i feel like i'm almost there yeah. no one's really an adult to be honest we're part-time adults yeah exactly we're just we're faking it mm-hmm. but um i feel like they still look at us as children just because yeah. of the yeah and like they don't want to pass that on and I feel like mm-hmm. we need that because we need to start building a society tailored for who we are and the background we're from. Yeah, uh, you do have a valid point. And the boomer in me is like mm-hmm. kind of poking. Really <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I feel, I was, weirdly enough, I was thinking about this last night. Mm. I, I just got home from work and I was thinking about the whole... Um, conversation of like generational differences. BTW, I envy you. I need to move out of my parents' house. Oh, you will soon enough, and then yeah. like every time you have to pay rent, <laughs> your heart will physically burn. Like yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that burning yeah, no, sensation. Like, uh-uh. I'm giving you no. Know, anyway, I like my place. Mm. I like my landlord. Like to tell not, myself not many can. Yeah. <laughs> so um, like you said, it comes from it came from a place of love. Mm. And this was, I feel like, the first generation of helicopter parenting. True. And can you just define helicopter parenting okay, for those so who aren't pretty? In like the most layman terms I can manage, because I, I sometimes I don't know how to express myself mm. like verbally very well. Uh, helicopter parenting you is. You can tap the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more scored. Yeah. yeah. Uh, helicopter parenting is a style of parenting where um, the parents are extremely involved in the children's lives. Mm. So they want to know what you're doing. They want to know where you're going. They want to know if you're okay. It, it comes from a place of love, mm-hmm. but then it can be really intrusive because these, like, these are the sort of parents. Maybe you have a bully at school. And say no to bullying. Please stand up to bullying. Yeah. Yep. But you have a bully at school. Um, the older generation would be like, oh, deal with it. But then... Yeah, toughen up. Yeah, toughen up. Everyone you know, goes yeah, through Yeah, go through it. Build character. <laughs> but then, like, these are parents who will be like, oh, do you need me to speak to your school? Do you need me to speak to your bully? Because I don't they... think I'll ask. Uh-huh. I'll be at that school. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have... Uh, I know somebody who... Um, at the previous job I had, mm. okay, so the work environment was could be a bit stressful. Finance, it's mm-hmm. very dynamic. Things change. And so she was having a little bit of a difficult time and her father asked her, do you want me to speak to your boss? Okay. So that's like what helicopter parenting is. Like they want to still hold your hand even yeah. through adulthood, which it comes from a place of love, but then it doesn't allow people to grow, you know? So, yeah, um, 
what was I saying? So they treat us like children yeah. because of that. Yeah. And because they feel maybe, I don't know, I'm not a boomer, but I think they feel that we are not as mature as they were at the at that age mm. because we haven't gone through certain life experiences that they had that they think made them be in exactly that position of um of maturity yeah yeah oh that's that's heavy it's a lot to think about but yeah. i do agree i don't know if it made sense because we've like segued like five times so i'm so sorry to the listeners no our listeners are smart <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's yeah. a good thing <laughs> um yeah no i mean but then that's the thing you know i don't think people have to go through things but experience mm-hmm. does give you a certain level of um insight mm-hmm. or perspective mm-hmm. and i feel like in the world we live in we have gone through experiences that prepare us for that mm-hmm. or the world we want to live in rather mm-hmm. because i feel like when we eventually take over yeah, we're, we're, if, we're, yeah, not, I mean, yeah, climate change, like you, mm, yes, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that's, that won't be too bad for the next 50 years. And I think they might just all be gone. They, yeah, like, 50, so, yeah, I mean, they should start passing the mantle on now. And it's so important. It's so important. Mentorship is so important because People need to pass on the mantle. People in positions of power and mm. privilege need to identify people that are young or do not have the resources that they have and give them a platform mm. to, you know, express themselves, to be leaders. I know it sounds very cliche, but it's very, I, I feel like it's very valid. A lot of the time, even within our generation, yeah. because, you know, it's very easy to point at the older generation and be like, oh, you people are not giving us the platform. La, 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 yeah. la, la. But then there, is, there are spaces that we belong in where other less privileged individuals might not have access to. Yeah. You know? And so it transcends, I feel like it transcends age or generation, but it's more a thing of resources. And I guess it plays into age because the older these people are, the more resources and the more money and the more power they have. Exactly. But then even we ourselves, I feel like the onus is on us to also say, hey, I am in a place of privilege. I have this platform. I have this, um, these resources. I have these opportunities, which, fine, I can use to advance myself. But then what if I gave this other community that is less listened to mm this platform to use because there's people who then they can reach whoever it is they want to reach or they can you know achieve their their goals yeah yeah i agree and i feel like in this world we live in it's i don't say ruled Mm -hmm. or governed but it's we're very connected Mm -hmm. and technology enables all that Mm -hmm. and I think there's no excuse because, I mean, resources here aren't just financial. Mm-hmm. It could be a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. And I think technology enables us in more ways than we can imagine and yeah. will enable us in more ways. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly the future of the world. Um, 
as automation and um, industrialization was when boomers were doing their thing and like we need to leverage that enough and i think we need to do more to embrace it yeah and move forward as a generation or as a that that's actually very true and we're living in a very interesting time because if we um look back in history if we look at like the industrial revolutions that occurred mm. the first three were very um can i say they were very the, the disciplines there were very straight lines between the disciplines yeah. so you know we see okay the first industrial re- um, revolution people are no longer depending on animal labor and then now we have you know there's the whole what did they call them what did they call that thing in english the cart no um the lorry the, the road gosh. No, it's not a road. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, your hand just... I know, my hand is moving. <laughs> I think the, 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 the thing they're called service lines. Oh, the telephone lines. No, not, not telephone lines. Like when you go to a factory, those factory lines. Oh, like the conveyor belt. Yeah, con- yes, that's the word. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, we have all this um, technology that was happening that was making people's lives easier, but mm. it was all very... It all had like a specific purpose yeah. to serve. But then now, um, we see that the technology that is being developed is very interdisciplinary. Mm. So, for instance, who would have thought maybe 20 years ago of a fintech, right? Like technology that will enable somebody with only a mobile phone to have access to banking services True. or to money or like mobile money agent. So it's, it's become very connected. So you can use tech and mix it with health. You can yeah. use agriculture and mix it with something else. And we need to use that, like you said, like to further ourselves, like we need to use this new industrial revolution that is happening mm. to achieve whatever it is, the crazy dreams that we have. I like that because I think it mirrors who we are as a generation. Yeah. You know, you talked about, you know, us being individuals mm-hmm. and being in our own pockets. Mm-hmm. And I think tech being the way it is now, imparting so many different sectors, which is one way I really like to see it. Because being a developer by profession, sometimes you you get um you can get this one dimensional view of of what you're doing and you feel like, yo, it's just the code. It's actually about the people. Yeah. And um, the people are in health, the people are in finance, the people are in, um, what, what are the agriculture. other fields? Agriculture. Yeah, agriculture. The people are in uh, renewable energy, the mm-hmm. people are in governance, the mm-hmm. people are in, you know, so many other things like that. And yeah, I mean, I'm guilty sometimes. I've been very streamlined in what I think is possible, but it's very good to expand yeah. and leverage um, technology in so many places, media, mm-hmm. um, entertainment, gaming, so yeah. many other sectors. It's cool, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm banking on technology, and I'm someone who, I don't say advocates, but I really want people to use it right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and being someone who makes it, and seeing a lot of the bad stuff, mm-hmm. um, that's present. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't want that. And like with, what's the quote from Spider Man? With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, that's literally the only line I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need we we do need to promote um ethical tech but then again where do we now begin to you know to draw the lines because something is efficient mm. it will cost you less money yeah. and make you more money but at the same time this thing 
might make human labor or human capital redundant. Yeah. So what are you going to do to address those, you know, those challenges that come as a result? I mean, you keep moving with the times, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you, if you talk about the time with conveyor belts, mm-hmm. before that, there was um, people had to manually be Move in stuff. that. Yeah. yeah. But I think you notice that you, you know, you have to level up and skill up and mm-hmm. go with the times. So instead of um, banking on your physical prowess to lift boxes, mm-hmm. try and use your mental prowess now to be an engineer who fixes conveyor yeah. belts. It's like the scene in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Have you seen that movie? Which one? There's a lot. I think there's two. I think it's the first one. The, the where one. the father is is like a toothpaste something and he gets fired. Okay. But then he learns how oh, yeah, to. Oh okay, yeah. The yeah. source material is the same. Yeah, he, exactly. he gets laid off. Yeah. yeah. And then he learns how to fix the robots that replaced him, and he mm-hmm. gets um, like a higher paying job, and yeah. it's like win win for everyone. So the boomers need I guess. to improve yeah. their skill set. True. The who? The boomers. Oh no, well, I, I feel like they just didn't grow up with technology like that, you know. Yeah, but they can learn. True, they can. They want to. But I'd prefer it if um. If millennials leverage technology and used it to, sort of take the control. Take over. <laughs> <laughs> no one should arrest me. I keep talking about take, taking a, over people. Have an Orwellian society. Yeah, no. I don't think anybody should take. Con- yeah. yeah, I feel like everybody has something to learn mm. from um, every generation. Uh, I believe it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg who said, fight for what you believe in, mm. but do it in such a way that people follow you. So, fine. Boomers and Gen X are the majority in power. Yeah. And there is a lot of inequality as a result because of some short-sightedness here and there. But then, Bad short-sightedness. Yeah, <laughs> so that, but then again, if we say, "Oh no, this generation should take over," that generation will also have its problems. It will also have its, you know, its shortcomings. So I feel like we need to um, combine experience mm. with innovation. And it's um, I think it's a, it's a good. What what word is that? It's it's a, it's a good collaboration, I guess, mm-hmm. because we've got the innovation part. We're yeah. fresh. Yeah. We we're very open, and you like we know. I mean, no one's arguing the boomers and Gen Xs do have the power. Mm-hmm. So I mean, going forward, it would be nice if we could build a society that's enabled by those two actions. Yeah. It's very interesting. I'm still very salty about everything. <laughs> it's um like, I'm, I I mean like adulting is hard, and it's even harder when uh, people are always hovering. Really, mm. I mean like, you you understand that it comes from a place of love, but I'm mm-hmm. only human. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I and I'm not speaking directly about my specific interaction with my like my parents but mm-hmm. just like on a societal level the people who hover over us really yeah and feel like you know you don't have the power per se which which i think the thing that i what what bugs me the most i think currently is the the lack of um lack of empowerment for the generation because mm. i think it's a very african or southern 
the hemisphere problem mm-hmm. where uh, we're just broke or we don't know how to deal with money i don't know what is it um i think there are psychological scars that were left behind as a result of um colonial rule mm-hmm. and i really don't like talking about it because i sound very what did they what's the word that they use is it woke or hotep or whatever so <laughs> <laughs> woke yeah. yeah um but i feel like i always say this we need to be patient with ourselves yeah. as a continent mm. because look at the us right slavery yeah. happened 300 years ago that is when slavery was abolished mm-hmm. and 300 years later they are still dealing with the consequences and the scars of, of what slavery, it is yeah, yeah. So we can equate the same thing here. Fine, we weren't enslaved, but we were colonized, and that sort of mm. took away our um, our power as people. Yeah. And this happened what fifty odd years ago. It's very. Our recent. parents were alive. Yep. During this time, so you find that the people that are the majority of the people that are in power in these African countries right now are people that saw what was happening, and. So you're looking at psychological trauma. You are looking at um, somebody who has not experienced fairness. Yeah. And so they th- it's, 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 it's a very painful cycle. But then hopefully we will come out of it like yeah. with time. I feel like we just need time. I'm not justifying what a lot of African leaders do in terms of corruption yeah. and all that stuff. But then we also like have comes to from understand a, 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 that yeah. it comes from a very violent and very painful place. Mm. Worse of South Africa, apartheid was abolished, was what, 25 30, years yeah, ago. 25 so years. people who, black people who are getting quality education and access to, um, you know, fair, equal standards are people maybe our generation. Mm. And those are not the people in power true that's true so it's all very i feel like it's all very connected and fine we shouldn't excuse it like we should still provide checks and balances we should tell them we understand like okay brooklyn 99 um quote cool motive still murder okay yeah did i I just say murder supposed to say murder Okay. I can't pronounce that word, murder. M- murder. Murder. No, you said it right. Yeah? Yeah, murder. I, I can never pronounce that word. It's really? got too many R's. It's got th- two? Yeah, okay. that's two too many. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> I want to even try. Yeah, so like, the motive might be cool, mm. but that doesn't mean what you are doing or what you did wasn't wrong. Yeah. Yeah, so we need to be patient and we need to understand where all this is coming from and all the and their scars and whatnot yeah but then it shouldn't excuse bad behavior but that's them though what about us mm-hmm. what about our upbringing and um the period that we grew up in mm-hmm. and what we experienced should we be aware of as we go ahead making not just financial decisions mm-hmm. but just really trying to grow we have no excuse other than maybe if you go the Freud way and say, oh, we blame our parents. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we have little excuse. Fine, we don't ha- have access to um, the resources that, say, maybe people in more privileged communities might have. Mm-hmm. But with the internet and the times that we live in, 
I feel like we it's our responsibility at this point. It's our responsibility to make sure that the decisions that we're making are coming from an informed place and that what we do is sustainable and is conscientious of the generation that is coming. So we have to take responsibility. We have very little excuse. Yeah compared to the generations that came before us. Because I feel like we know better, and when you know better, you do better. We shouldn't repeat the same mistakes that this this generation's... That reminds me did. of my favorite Maya Angelou quote. Uh-huh. Um, do your best until you know better, and when you know better, do better. Yeah. That's um, It's super interesting. And I think that makes me very excited mm-hmm. about where we're going. But then we can't ignore that we live in a in like a society where just like to put it plainly, shit's hard because <laughs> people are making very bad decisions. Yes. <laughs> very, very bad decisions. Yeah. Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, I think it was a month ago. Yeah. So we we had gone to his father's house. And his father is a a very wealthy man. And Mm. so he was just having a chat about how his father really inspires him and he wants to work hard. Mm. And he feels like by the time he is 30, he should have, you know, beaten the level of his father. Mm. And I was like, fam, that's not going to happen. Mm. Because 20, 30 years ago, our currency was at a different place than it is at right right now. Definitely. Our markets were in a different place. Um, our resources were a bit more plentiful than they are today. Zambia so, was lit like 30 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. So it might not have been as technologically advanced as it is now, mm. but in terms of access to certain resources that can be um, flipped as investments yeah we were in a really good place yeah the price of land has like increased in the hundreds of like percentages a, yeah, a thousand yeah old, i think even um so even the price like the, the 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 price of shares on the stock market if we decide to be technical that has also changed so a lot of things have changed which has made it a bit difficult for us mm. to sort of amass the wealth that maybe our parents generation might have and um studies have actually shown that for the first time in a very long time, yeah. the, the, like the, the wealth line has stagnated. So nobody is, is climbing this global? up. Yeah, it's a global. It's happening everywhere. Because before, um, studies, studies would show that people would move from a certain economic class and then they would steadily move up yeah. the economic scale. But then for the first, like we haven't moved up in... A decade or so like, like people are settling like everybody is just stagnant so if you were middle class yesterday you're going to remain middle class today if you were rich you're going to remain rich if you're poor unfortunately you are going to remain poor it's, it's very difficult for people to move out of their their mm. social class because of what's happening in the world right now like there is um very little access to certain resources that yeah. pushed that that could change people's fortunes so unfortunately for us it would take a miracle for us to amass the amount of wealth that previous generations had in the amount of time that they had. Mm. Mm-hmm. And to the graduate fresh out of college, 
how do you pass that news to them and how do you console them for having to live in a world <laughs> like that <laughs> there's nothing I, i don't think there's anything you can say to comfort anyone i guess it gets better i don't know but you learn you learn to live with it because right now do you feel like you're suffering no ah <laughs> like if you look at it like on a fair scale do you feel like i you mean are... <laughs> to be honest ish uh-huh. that's a loaded question <laughs> I mean, I have food uh-huh. and I have Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. I have access to, you know, uh-huh. the internet. But they you could like they it, it could be better. Yeah. Yeah, be but better. the thing is you're a bit you're still a bit, you know, you're still comfortable. So, to the graduate, what would I say? It's hard. You probably might not get your dream job you actually dream job just like just put it aside if it happens great hmm. but if it doesn't there is nothing wrong with you yeah. because first of all the age of retirement is 65 hmm. is, it, is it 60 or 65 yeah it's yeah, 60 60 65 and in zambia mm-hmm. so that means that people are keeping their jobs for much longer mm-hmm. which makes the opportunities for new graduates who are coming out in numbers these days because it's like universities are turning out more and more graduates yeah, each to less year. and less jobs yeah to less and less jobs so more bad decisions I, I, exactly so it's a cycle like <laughs> yeah. it's a cycle so people stay in the jobs longer there's more people that are graduating because if you think about it um 40 years ago not everybody had a degree so if you had a degree you immediately got a good job that's mm. not the case anymore and i think now you see that wave of entrepreneurs coming yeah, on where yeah. everyone's like you I need to get this business yes. or you I need to retire at 30 is going to crash and burn is more likely to crash and burn in the first year yeah that's also another horrible truth that we have to deal Which, with just dropping those truths giving people <laughs> dreams <laughs> but no true that yeah, i mean those are things you need to think about might not succeed you have to think about that you will probably be in a loss making position for a very long time hmm. and if you don't have a safety net then it's it gets really hard yeah. and it's so access to like great jobs off the bat from university are really difficult there's people who have found them so it's not impossible mm. but it's no longer the norm because no. you are one in a thousand looking and for that yes and the more you are the more your employer will exploit you because we live in a capitalist um, society and then there is organizations such as the one I will not name that takes interns and doesn't pay them because the organization is so prestigious that everybody clamors I was about to name drop <laughs> everybody clamors for an internship yeah. there please pay your interns so yeah please pay your interns you're so big come on like so everybody is clamoring to get that internship but mm. what ends up happening is it's kids from privileged communities yeah. that can afford to take unpaid internships because they know that they have a safety net they know that they can fall back on the resources that their family or their background you know exactly um secured for them whereas maybe somebody who has to work to support their family or to support themselves can't afford to take an unpaid internship and do you know how many doors that unpaid internship might open yeah. so again The line of wealth has stagnated. The rich will remain rich, the middle class will remain middle class, and the poor might remain poor because of the systems that are in place. 
you know, it's it's funny that you mention like privilege because i i people say millennials are quite like a very privileged mm-hmm. um generation mm-hmm. but one thing i don't like about all this millennial boomer generation z talk is most of these studies happen in the west mm-hmm. and like if you look at the ranges that people fall into these places they're dictated by certain events mm-hmm. and those events didn't really affect us mm-hmm. so for example when you when people talk about like millennials it's those people who graduated right about the time where i think the us stock exchange crashed 2008 yeah. 2009 yeah. and like a lot of these um a lot of these characteristics that people say are like stereotypically millennial mm-hmm. behavior mm-hmm. i just sometimes like it doesn't apply it doesn't like appear. like i saw this tweet they were like millennials are the type of generation to you know get a job if they're not treated well they'll quit i'm like yo millennials where <laughs> <laughs> with this economy <laughs> Well, maybe millennials there. Millennials yeah. here will sit and cry in the car park and get in their offices. And, and you just be like, yo, another day. Mm-hmm. And this thing, I really don't understand it. And I really don't want to talk about it. But uh, there's like... Uh, <laughs> there's people who address their place of work mm-hmm. as a certain phrase. Plantation. I don't like that. Yeah. But it's become really cool. I I really, really don't like that. To say. <laughs> I just look at the and I'm like, no. But I mean, maybe it comes from like this weird sick humor place where people uh, We're a generation that embraces dark humor. I mean, I'm all about dark humor, but that mm-hmm. no, that's just there's so much into that that yeah. I I really don't like that. But anyway. Yeah. Um like there's lots of privilege that millennials from other places have that mm-hmm. i think millennials in um in third world countries just don't have yeah um that is true and that is why it is dangerous to afford blanket statements yeah across the spectrum of course there are things that we have with the millennial generation of the west um that the things in common we have with them yeah and this is because we live in a global village mm And so we are heavily influenced by art and culture that comes from the west. Yeah. So even our humor, our communication, uh, the way we consume information will be in, will be informed by what is happening there. And I hate that. we sort of we sort of like absorb that mm. and we decide to just run with it. But then in terms of privilege, it's true. They probably are more privileged than we are if we're looking at things in general. So mm. we're looking at like access to education, access to um work, access to basic resources. There's people who are more privileged than we are, there's people that we are more privileged than. But then if we bring it locally and look at it in terms of like individual communities. Um that term privilege might also be valid when we compare ourselves to the previous generation mm. when they were our age. I feel like they had it easy. Relatively, 
Mm. In terms of like maybe um you know like physical resources, but yeah. we like remember we when we talked about like expression yeah. before, so maybe we are more privileged in that sense of where we can be like oh you can't talk to me like this, you can't treat me this way. Mm. They probably didn't have that. So it's it's, yeah. it's sort of it's, give it's and take. It's it's, it's it's a very I think it's a very nuanced um conversation. I think we need to have a study. Yeah. That is very specific to the culture of third world millennials mm-hmm. and what goes on in their lives because ish it's it's hard out here <laughs> <laughs> and i say that with a lot of emotion because it is <laughs> my gosh but yeah. yeah um it's um it's so interesting but do you think social media also has something to do to do with um why we might think we have it harder than others yes and no mm-hmm. okay the no portion i'll explain that yes because um because we're connected we we see more than previous generations mm-hmm. we're exposed to more than previous generations mm-hmm. excuse me and um we're very real time in the moment type of generation where everything everything matters but then everything doesn't mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what I mean mm-hmm. but like always or at least I am mm-hmm. and uh, a few of the people I'm around always like connected and it's it's not the best thing to always be in touch with everything that's going on because sometimes it's not the best and mm-hmm. i've i hear this huge argument about whether the world is really worse than it was 100 or 200 years ago or mm-hmm. whether we just have access to information faster i think it's the second part it's the second one yeah yeah because um sorry to cut you off no from problem. your point um remember like 20 years ago the television would start at 12 mm. and it would stop at like, I think maybe 22 or something yeah. so all the information that we consumed was very curated and somebody somewhere had to make a decision of oh okay they can listen to this but this is what I'm going to tell them and it might have been bad because that's censorship in a way yeah but it also sort of gave us this semblance of calm but then right now if i pulled up my phone and just went to twitter i'm like oh my goodness okay so um there's a war happening here oh okay this person has been impeached no all right so i have to care about killings somewhere no 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 pause something else has happened so we're having like yeah. we're getting so much news at one at, go exactly. and it's all very sensational because we are so angry so we don't like we skip everything quote unquote good news and we always just go we, like we always so quick to share bad news mm. and that can be overwhelming to a person so we end up being very anxious people it can so like yeah. mid january or is it early january with all the world war 3 uh-huh. memes like uh-huh. i know everyone was like laughing and shit but yeah, like, we were sort of like what i was if? like okay <laughs> <laughs> and you stare around and then you're like something yeah. actually happened because i mean like i'm someone who studied history and wars aren't mm-hmm. Don't be- they don't really benefit anyone. No. And I mean, arms companies and pharmaceuticals. <sighs> yes, yeah. but like, I mean, humanitarian-wise, like, they just don't make sense. And the way 
everyone seemed to be wanting one and like the way information was spread and mm-hmm. uh, there's this page called the spectator index mm-hmm. who's always updating stuff it's like yo this has happened this yeah. has happened I'm like oh shit is escalating yeah. and i'm like okay stuff might go down yeah. but like it's it's that access to information and then the access to the negative information mm-hmm. that drives um I don't know what it is for other people, but I think for most it's anxiety. Mm -hmm. And um, there's so much to worry (coughs) about, I guess. Yeah, and it's also become cool to care, which is good. Yeah. But But then, what what do they call that? Is it performative wokeness? Uh huh. But like, so you have to like care about every single thing, and that can lead to fatigue. Like, you'd be Mm. tired. So, okay, I've decided, me as a person, to care only about four things. Okay. This year, like starting this year. Do you I'm feel like thinking. sharing? No. Okay. Two, maybe. <laughs> two? Okay. All right. So the two that I will care about is um, period poverty mm-hmm. and climate change. That's a very interesting one. Yeah. I don't really think no one should have to pay for something that exactly. naturally occurs. You know? Exactly. So, yeah, those are two out of four things I will care about this year. Okay. Everything else, somebody else is going to care about. There is seven point something billion of us on this planet yeah you can only do so much yeah yeah and i feel like you know you pick the things that you will care about and do something about those things Mm -hmm. do something in your power about those things instead of caring about a million causes and not handling it well true yeah i feel like you see so many people trying to touch every corner and Mm -hmm. be part of every struggle that's going on in the world and then you can just tell that i don't i don't want quite fake but they're maybe taking more than they can handle yeah and if they really just concentrated on one thing then things might It'd make a change yeah there'll be an actual change mm-hmm. it's interesting you say that i i've enjoyed having this conversation and i want you to leave us with something for um that millennial who is struggling or having the hard time what 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 can you leave with them getting and living in the world that we live in today well first of all be kind to zoomers you people are so mean to the zoomers <laughs> we haven't even talked zoomers? about them yeah gen, gen z <laughs> we haven't even spoken about them on the on on this, on this show but there was so on. much there was so much talk there was so much to unpack True. yeah be kind to zoomers um i always say if something is yours, it will, and it's so cliche, but if something is yours, mm. it will get to you. So that's the other thing. Don't put yourself under so much pressure. Have fun. Nothing I f- matters. I feel like I needed to hear that. <laughs> I think what's today? So we're recording in February and yeah. today's like a Thursday. Yeah. And this week alone, I've received two rejections from mm-hmm. places that I'm aspiring to mm-hmm. to be at. And it's hard, but yeah. like you said, if something is yours, then... If something is yours, it's yours. If it's not... And the thing is, we have to remember that, fine, we are individuals pursuing our individualistic dreams and goals, but mm. then everybody, there's a human being next to you yeah. who is also pursuing the same thing. So it didn't go to you, but it went to the other person. Yeah. And that's good on them because they have their own journey. They have their own story. True. So maybe it was for them because they needed it a little bit more than you did. I don't think so, but and okay. And worked for it. So as a writer, mm. no becomes your middle name. Yeah. Because you receive so many rejections and nobody sees that. Like for every accepted um, 
publication yeah. that goes out there, there are like 40 we regret to inform you emails in your mailbox. Yes, I have received all those we regret to inform you. But I mean, <laughs> it's a sign that yeah. at least you're trying. Yeah, you're trying. And there are those people who are kind enough to tell you why. Mm. They didn't yeah, all you. of mine were like that. And I really yeah. appreciate that. That's one thing so, I like about a very specific section mm-hmm. of technology that mm-hmm. I like to align myself with. They're mm-hmm. very empathetic. Yeah. And um, they don't just say, yo, we can't have you. Sorry, mm-hmm. try again mm-hmm. next time. They'll tell you why and they'll tell you how things can change. Yeah. So, yeah, that's also another point. Don't be afraid to learn. Our generation is very... Um, we suffer from hubris. So we think we know better. We think we know it all. Mm. We think we are the best at whatever it is we're doing. And I guess that's a good thing to have in terms of confidence. Yeah. But it's a bad thing when it comes to learning your lesson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, be open to learning. Like be open to criticism. Don't take it personally. Sometimes like no no one's going to not everybody's going to like what you are putting out there. But that doesn't mean you should give up. And again, it doesn't mean you should continue doing exactly what you're doing. Mm. If eighty five percent of the people out there might not understand what it is you're doing, try and tweak your work. To see, to see what speaks to people if you're creating for people. Yeah. You know, yeah. one thing I've learned is, is something I'm trying to adopt in my life mm-hmm. is not seeing things as good or bad, but mm-hmm. seeing them as feedback, yeah. really. Yeah. And if something doesn't happen or something negative happens, then I would like to perceive that as feedback on something I can do better. Mm-hmm. Then I adjust and change my strategy. Yeah. And then people think it's only on the negative things. Because, mm. you know, when a lot of positive stuff happens, people tend to become very big-headed. Yes. And they say, okay, I'm the shit. <laughs> people <laughs> still say that. But really, what I'm trying to do with that is, hey, I'm doing something right, mm-hmm. and I should continue, but mm-hmm. I shouldn't rest. Yeah. Because... You know, anything room. could change. There's I could, room to be better. Exactly. And uh, I, like in our dopamine-filled mm-hmm. society, I think mm-hmm. that's important because people really get um, like air blown up their behinds with social media mm-hmm. um, points mm-hmm. or likes. And I mean, you do, you get like a bunch. It's good. But mm-hmm. like don't associate like that or find. Cash. Exactly. Like, it. yes, likes don't pay the bill. <laughs> I know, like exposure doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. And don't identify or build an identity around that. Really, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's 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 yeah. what that's what I'd leave with with the millennial. With the millennial. <laughs> so yeah, be nice to Zoomers. Don't be afraid to learn, and don't be afraid of failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been great, Lydia. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. It has been. I can't yeah. wait till this is out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, till next time. Later. Alrighty. Thank you for listening to Rushing Forward. Send us your comments and suggestions at malgamves, M-A-L-G-A-M-V-E-S or Codecast ZM. <laughs>